Every day of our lives is spent in the built environment. We live in homes and apartments, drive on roads, get gas from pipelines, go to work in buildings, make purchases in stores and restaurants. We rely on factories, plants, doctor's offices, and hospitals for our basic human needs. And while our world continues to shift and grow and change, the development and delivery of the built environment has fallen dramatically behind. Welcome to The Built Revolution. We're here to engage the leaders, visionaries, and innovators who are revolutionizing the built environment. This podcast is brought to you by Continuum Advisory Group and the Construction Industry Institute. Hi again, this is Mona Hagag, Principal of Continuum Advisory Group. Welcome back for episode two of our two-part mini-series on the CURT 2018 Project Excellence Award-winning Procter & Gamble teams. If you haven't yet listened to episode 29, I'd suggest you start there so you have additional background on the projects and Lean IPD. Today, we're thrilled to share Kelsey's interview with Steve Dapper, who was on the P&G Quicksilver team from Albany, Georgia. They discussed this unique project experience and the accomplishments that led them to achieving the Project Excellence Award. I think you'll find it insightful, and I think there are some really great takeaways for how you can incorporate some of these practices on your own project teams. Hi, this is Kelsey Henderson, president of Continuum Advisory Group, and I'm here with Steve Dapper, who was the PNG project manager for the Quicksilver Project in Albany, Georgia. Steve, thanks so much for joining me. I'll let you just kind of give a quick introduction to yourself and, and the project and what that was all about. Okay, my name is Steve Dapper. I'm the site construction process owner for Procter & Gamble here at our Albany, Georgia manufacturing plant. Awesome. So uh, will you tell me just a little bit about the background of this project? What were you guys building and why? Sure. On uh, January 22nd in 2017, a tornado touched down in Albany, Georgia and damaged our 1.6 million square foot distribution center beyond repair. The distribution center was the primary hub for storage and shipping of our tissue towel product for the entire Southeast US. And the loss of this facility crippled our ability to meet the needs of our customers. We knew we had to regain storage and shipping capacity quickly. So we immediately began looking for a construction strategy that would deliver results faster than our traditional methods. Wow, so quite an interesting uh, scenario for starting a project off. What was it that set this particular project apart? How did you guys achieve the recognition of the Project Excellence Award? Our traditional construction approaches oftentimes create dividing lines between the client and the contractor. Uh, The lean approach that we opted to go with on this project was much more of a partnership with everyone having a vested interest in the success of the overall effort. Our purchasing resources developed an incentive-based contract to ensure that all parties involved benefited from superior results in safety, cost, schedule, and quality. The lean approach also um, advertised with it a schedule and cost reduction that we were looking to apply on this project and for future projects. So what was your experience with lean and integrated project delivery coming into this project? I really didn't have any exposure to lean IPD coming into this project. And honestly, I was a bit skeptical because I felt like our traditional approach to construction delivered valuable results for the company. And it was much more familiar to me. Yeah, that makes sense. What about the rest of the team? Were there cultural challenges or other concerns that that you guys had to overcome to be able to do this? There were actually. Most of the PNG project team was in the same position as I was. Uh, very familiar and very used to our traditional approaches. 
Fortunately, we partnered with a contractor who had some experience with Lean IPD, and we enlisted the help of a Lean Consultants at Continuum. Okay, so had you worked with this particular partner before? As a site we have, they actually built the original distribution center back in the early 2000s, but me personally, I did not have any close exposure to them when they did that, so I had not worked with them before. Okay, so so kind of a new partner for you guys and a new team that you're pulling together and and then also trying to implement, you know, a totally new process. How did you guys build trust and, you know, were there specific obstacles you had to overcome? As I discovered through this process, trust is a key component to the success of a lean construction effort. So quickly creating an environment of trust on this team was paramount. We relied heavily on Continuum for the tools we needed to establish a sustainable trusting relationship to start the project. Through the duration of the project, the leadership of the team kept a heavy focus on the team environment. We agreed to work as a team, stumble as a team, and succeed as a team. As we progressed, it became difficult to differentiate the company representatives. The team evolved from being P&G, H&M, Continuum, and subcontractors to the Quicksilver team. We were all members of one team. And that team environment even permeated all the way down to the craft level. That's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, obviously the goal, but not always the easiest thing to accomplish. Um, right. Was there anything specific that you guys did as you were bringing on, you know, crafts and, and new folks to the team? I know that that happens, you know, throughout the life of the project. It's never like you just come together once in the beginning and, and go. How did you bring in the new team members and, you know, bring them into that culture that you'd established? Right. That's a good point. Very rarely do you end the project with the same consistent team you start with. Now, we were fortunate and a lot of our key players were consistent throughout the entire duration. Uh, but whenever we brought a new person in, we would go over the strategy. Um, we would go over the lean concepts and we focused specifically on our results of our collaborative design sessions mm-hmm. and our conditions of satisfaction. Um, we used some of the strategies of lean with the team environment, the integrated engineering and construction to help deliver the message that this is the best value for the company. And honestly, a lot of these concepts are so natural that they were well accepted. That's awesome. So are there any specific outcomes that you can share? I know some things are confidential and and some things, of course, were part of the the award that you guys received from Kurt. What can you share specifically that was, you know, that really set this apart as far as outcomes go? Sure. The, The topic of outcomes is really what gets our team and our corporate leadership so excited, and rightfully so. The outcomes of any effort drive the desire to continue using a strategy. On this particular project, we realized a lean savings of 10% of the total building cost and a lean schedule reduction of 17%, which is about eight months versus our traditional approach. And those were two key critical factors for us in this project was cost and schedule. We had to get the building up and going quickly and we had to do it for a best value cost. So these are great numbers, but beyond that, I think one of the most beneficial outcomes of this effort is the realization that there's a more efficient project execution strategy that benefits not only the client, but the contractor with outstanding results. Yeah, that's, I mean, a powerful message for sure. Was there anything that surprised you about the project team and and how everybody came together? 
there was anytime you roll out a new or a different strategy, there's always a learning curve. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes that learning curve can be long and painful. But with the lean IPD approach, I was very surprised how quickly the individual team members got on board. Once we understood it, the approach came just naturally to us. Yeah, that makes sense. So was there anything specific that you learned from this project that you would carry forward to future projects? Yes, this project turned me from a skeptic to a believer in lean IPD strategy. <laughs> With corporate support, I've put plans in place to reapply the strategy to other projects at the site and build capability on our own employees and in our own construction contractors to continue the journey of lean. Yeah, and, and you've had some recent kind of changes in your role and what you've been charged to do with regards to that, correct? Absolutely. With the success of this project and other pilot projects within our company, um, I was deemed the lean champion for the site. And part of my role is now to build that capability, not only within our, organ our organization, but within our construction partners uh, for us to execute more and more lean projects. Congratulations. That's awesome. So another award-winning project that was profiled on the Built Revolution podcast was the LA Courthouse project. Um, and it was a design-build project that cost about $350 million, so a little different than what you guys were working with here. But it was finished two years ahead of schedule, and the owner, the GSA, set up a physical space for collaboration that smoothed communication and contributed to the project's success. Did you have a similar setup on this project? Um, and you know what what sort of an impact do you feel like that made? We did. We had what we called a big room trailer. Um, so when our contractor mobilized on site, they brought their typical construction trailers on site, and we had one trailer dedicated to be the big room. Mm -hmm. And the big room trailer was used as a repository for all the project documentation and as a visual for our full planning schedule. So every morning we met in the big room with all the representatives from the subcontractors and everyone involved. And we went through the task for the, today, the task for tomorrow, any potential interferences, any needs that the contractors had in terms of work permits or access to certain areas. And it really helped with the collaboration of the team, just having everyone all in one place with the information all in one place and available to everyone. That's awesome. One, I mean, one of the questions that we often get are, are some of the concern that we sometimes get when we're working with a group on a, a smaller project that's implementing some of these practices is, you know, how much benefit do we really get on a, a project this size? But I think, you know, seeing that on large projects and small projects and, and having really similar benefits for the team is kind of a good uh, selling point for that strategy. So, right. And, and since I've been tasked with reapplying this to other projects at the site that will be smaller projects, um, right now I've set up a big room environment that actually covers multiple projects. So we've dedicated one wall to project A, one wall to project B, one wall to project C, and it serves the same function. Oh, that's really cool. So you can kind of walk in and get, you know, status update on any given project in the same space. Correct. That's awesome. So... Then on this particular project, how, how about remote work? I mean, you guys probably had some, some members of the team that weren't always there on site. How did you stay in sync with those folks who weren't in the big room on a day-to-day -day basis? 
We had also set up some weekly and monthly calls, okay. um, depending on the levels of leadership that we were having to interface with. So some of our P&G resources were in Cincinnati, and we would have calls weekly with them to give them status updates, to request help. Um, so we had a very detailed and very strict communication plan that we followed on this project to make sure that we continue to foster that team environment, not only with our local folks, but with our folks that were remote. That's awesome. Um, so from a leadership perspective, did you feel like there were any new behaviors or skills required to successfully run a project in this environment or or even, you know, for the team members who are participating in this sort of a project? There were some of the lean skills, such as pull planning, that needed to be developed. But honestly, most of the lean concepts came naturally. Um, it's really about getting work done efficiently and effectively. Mm -hmm. And once you see that starting to happen, um, it becomes real easy to continue down that process. Yeah. So early quick wins. Right. Is there anything that you would do differently next time? As I look back on the project, I wish we had spent a little bit more time on the front end with some early collaborative design sessions. Uh, the reality was the critical nature of this project didn't allow that. We were in the midst of storm recovery, in the midst of changing our operating strategy for the plant and trying to figure out how to get the new buildings up and going, trying to uh, perform construction while we're still in the manufacturing and operating and shipping mode. Um, was all very, very rushed and very, very critical. And we didn't have a whole lot of time on the front end to do collaborative, collaborative design sessions. Um, that being said, the project was still successful. Um, but on future efforts, um, focusing a lot more time on the front end definition of the project. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, working in the kind of extreme environment that you guys had, it's still pretty impressive that you were able to pull together everything that you did. Right. Is there any advice that you would give to others who are looking to innovate and drive change in our industry who might be um, wary of embarking on something new like this? Absolutely. So with any project like this, we always do a, a learn from experience and we look back and capture some of the key learnings on any project, whether it be successful or not. Uh, so I've got five key learnings captured on this project. The number one key learning for us is partner selection is critical. You have to have the right people, the right involvement at the right time, at the right levels. Um, we were successful with that on this project and that made all the difference. The second key learning is have well-defined front-end documentation. And again, I wish we had spent a little bit more time on this, but I think what we had um, with the players involved help us to be successful. The third key learning is have an experienced lean resource or consultant on this project. Again, lean IPD delivers great results, but you need to have somebody there who's got some experience to help guide the team through the process and help avoid some critical mistakes. Fourthly, start with an affordable capital limit to determine the affordability of options and standards and be open to challenge the normal. Uh, we had a couple situations where we went in with a standard and quite honestly, our contractor challenged that standard and we ended up backing off our standard a little bit um, in order to meet our costs and our schedule goals. And then finally, having a, an aligned, integrated engineering and construction team is key 
to success of the project. Your engineering and construction partners have to be integrated, have to be aligned. Uh, that reduces a lot of the paperwork and helps streamline a lot of the information flow on any project. Yeah, I, I think one of the most interesting things from my perspective about this project was just what you said, Your, I think your fourth item about you know, your partner challenging some of the standards um, and, and providing, you know, more efficient and affordable options and solutions. And if, if you don't have that integrated team and um, that trust established, you never get to that point. You know, it's, that's one of the most common misses in a typical construction project is not getting that sort of valuable input early on from your partners. So I think that's something that you guys did a really phenomenal job of. And it, it definitely was something that stood out. And, um, you know, I'd venture to say probably part of what helped you guys to achieve the Kurt Project Excellence Award. Completely agree. Well, awesome. That's all the questions that I've got. Is there anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? No, I think that covers it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and, and sharing with our audience um, you know, the Quicksilver project and the impressive story that you guys have to tell and what you did to earn that award. And congratulations again. Thank you so much, Kelsey. It was my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Built Revolution pod brought to you by Continuum Advisory Group and the Construction Industry Institute. Continue the conversation on Twitter at Built Revolution Pod or email us at hello at builtrevolutionpod.com. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals being interviewed, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsoring organizations.